Hey there. Thank you so much for checking out this message with us at Believer's Chapel. Our prayer is that you have a genuine experience with God and that you're able to connect with him in a deeper way as a result of listening to this message. Thank you again. God bless you. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. God is good, period. You know, there's, if I can be real with you, there's times when throughout the year uh, I'm human. There's times I don't want to be up here. Not just today, but other days. And today's one of those days that's really tough to try to get through. They asked me before service, Rich, you want to say, you want to show Clint's picture? I was like, I just want to get through the day. I just want to get through this. And um, it's not always easy um, when things, life throws us curveballs. But it's not my strength that I rely on, it's Jesus. And Jesus is, despite the circumstances, he's still love and he's still strong in us and he's still full of joy and peace. And we still have that. You know, the Bible says that, uh, talking about death and loss, it says we don't mourn like those who have no hope. (laughs) We still mourn, but we don't mourn like those who have no hope. We have this great hope. We know that Pastor Clint was here in one moment and with Jesus the next. In fact, when um, Friday night, uh, I got the call from Terry, his wife. We'll keep praying for her. And um, for those that you don't know, maybe you're new here, you are watching online, you don't know what's going on here. One of our pastors, Pastor Clint, passed away uh, Friday night. And so Friday night, uh, Terry calls me and actually uh, we were at home and she says, hey, and she was trying to just get herself together, crying. And she said, uh, the surgeon just called and said it's not going well and to be prepared. And so, <laughs> it's not news you wanna hell. I sent out an email to everybody to pray. And uh, Naomi and I left, went, drove towards their house. They lived near Skaniatlas. And so we started driving. On the way there, she called again and said he didn't make it. And so she, after consoling with her, um, we hung up. And my first response, I started laughing. I was like, he gets to be with Jesus right now. I'm not laughing right now, but right then I was like, that's crazy that he was here one second and now he's not. And um, we all love Pastor Clint and think so much of him because, you know, and I was, I got to be with the family for a while and man, it was tough. They were crying, obviously, and, and, you know, one of the daughters says, is it okay for me to be angry? I said, absolutely, I'm angry. And, um, you know, but the thing is, is like, if Pastor Clint wasn't such a great man, we wouldn't care, (laughs) right? If he was a bad dad or a bad pastor, we'd be like, thank God, (laughs) right? But he wasn't, he was an amazing pastor, an amazing dad, an amazing man, and hence the reason our hearts are so saddened because of the loss of a great man, a great pastor. Then then, uh, a little later, I was even telling Naomi, I felt like I had already prepared this message, and it's like, if pastor meant 
Pastor um, Clint could preach any message because I know him very well. In fact, this last song that we were singing, uh, It's Your Breath in My Lungs, the first time I heard that song, I was with Pastor Clint and Bernie at an MFI conference. And I sang that song, we're like, we've gotta do this song, we gotta bring this back, this was years ago. And, um, and so I thought if he, could, if he could preach any message, I told Naomi, it's the message that I have ready for this Sunday. I'm gonna talk about family and about the body. We're in the 21st day of our 20, here's some good news. We're on the 21st day of our 21 day fast, right? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> um, if you could preach any message, it would be this message. And because if you could pick any body part, you know, gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about the body and how we have many parts and how we all um, need to come together in one. If Pastor Clint was any one part, he would be this synapse that makes the heart beat. Right, he's the one that said, come on, you can do it. Come on, God's got things for you, you can do this. Right, he's always the one that was, you know, he was one of my biggest cheerleaders. He would come to me and say, come on, Rich, you, you could do this. We were talking about different steps we're gonna take for the future, the vision. He's like, yes, you gotta do it all, do it. <laughs> and you know, he just cheer and cheer and cheer and that, that was his heart, always to push forward. And so I wanna, uh, um, we're gonna have a service for Pastor Clint and probably in the next week, Terry and I are getting together later today and we'll let you guys know exactly when that day will be. But most likely, most likely, don't quote me on this, but most likely it'll be next Saturday. Um, and we'll do a celebration service for his life and, and uh, it's gonna be a time of uh, celebration and mourning all simultaneously like we feel now. Um, uh, and also, if you need counsel or prayer, uh, we're, the elders, myself, are available uh, after service today. In a week, you can email us. And if you wanna talk uh, about this, uh, we are free for you. Also, uh, we'll be praying again, encounters tomorrow night at seven o'clock. We'll be praying and worshiping Jesus here uh, together, uh, together. All right, so I'm gonna get into this word. And you guys ready? Word of the Lord is powerful, it's good. We're gonna move on. Um, I went to the doctor <laughs> just this last week for the first time. Please don't shoot me down, but it's the first time I've been to a doctor in probably 10 years. And <laughs> come to find out there's some things that aren't very good. And uh, not definitely good, don't worry. I don't know, definitely bad, I mean, not, don't worry. It's just uh, some things aren't right. Come to find out, uh, you need all your body parts to work. Otherwise, <laughs> it messes everything up, you know? I used to think of that like, you know, when you, you stump your toe on the dresser or the bed in the middle of the night, your whole body aches, right? Kind of how like we feel today when we lose one part, it all aches, it all mourns together. Well, same with our body, right? When something's not working, it affects all the other parts. If my kidneys aren't working right, which they are, but if they weren't, then it would affect my uh, blood and cleaning my blood, it, it'd be toxic, or it could affect my heart, it could affect my blood pressure, it could affect all these different things just because the kidneys aren't doing their job, right? Everybody with me? So we need all the different parts within our body. Likewise, the Bible talks about how we need one another. It's very easy for us as people to isolate ourselves, to say, you know what, I don't need other people. Has that, have you ever been really mad at somebody? You're like, you know what, forget it, I don't need them in my life, 
right? Come on, can you, I just see a show of hands, make sure I'm not the only one, right? And maybe you got in a fight with your spouse or maybe you got in a fight with a friend, whoever it may be, and you just got into it and, or maybe you've been getting into it and you're just like, finally, like, you know what? I don't care about that. I'm, I'm just better off by myself, right? And that's a tendency that many of us have, even within the body of Christ. There's a, such a thing called, as called church hurt, Right? People have been hurt by other people in the church or leaders in the church. And it's easy just to say, you know what? I don't need this in my life anymore. I can get to heaven without others. I can get to heaven and I can do my own thing. I don't need other people. Has anybody been there? You know what I'm talking about? It's easy uh, to get into this cave, into this hiding place where we just say, you know what? <laughs> I won't use the expletive, right? I don't need anybody. But the Bible is extremely obvious and clear on this matter. It is against isolation. It's against us being off on our own and trying to do things without others. In fact, God put us all together on purpose. There's many, many scriptures that tell us why. There's one that says, as iron, sharp, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Right, we sharpen one another, we help each other. We, even in our conflicts, you know, one of my kids said earlier this week, I don't like arguments, but you know what? Arguments is what kind of helps us to get things right. There needs to be some friction sometimes in order to like come through to find out what really matters and what's really right. Sometimes we need some healthy, I'm not saying abusive, name calling and stuff like that. I'm saying we need some healthy discussion. Within businesses, it's true, within uh, staff and churches, it's true. Within families, it's true. If you've never fought with your spouse, then somebody's hiding a lot. There has to be uh, this friction. Is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. It's not always feel good. It doesn't always, um, you may not always handle it right, especially when you're wrong, right? You ever been in a fight and you realize you're wrong, but you keep fighting anyway? <laughs> I've done that a few times, right? You get into it, and midway through the fight, they say this point, and you're like, oh. And you don't, you don't even pause. You just keep going in your stance no matter what because now it's, now it's the point plus pride, right? And so now you're just like, e I, gotta, I gotta not look bad, right? But then hopefully we realize the error of our ways and become sharpened because of it. Hopefully we repent and we, we even to that other person and say, I'm sorry, you were right, I was wrong, you were smart, I'm not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as smart, right, yeah. Right, this, this is life, this is family, this is uh, friction, this is iron sharpens iron. It's a great picture the Bible gives us on this. And, you know, uh, my kids and I were playing talking points this week, and they, there was a question. It's like, what do you like most about your siblings and what do you like least about your siblings? And for those of you that have siblings, uh, the good thing about having, I've said, the th good thing about having a sibling, my sister's not here, I only have one sibling, but the good thing about my sister is, we know, each other, know almost everything about each other. That's a good thing, and, you know, and love each other despite it. The bad thing about my sister is that we know each, everything about each other. 
and know how to press each other's buttons when we want to, right? It's kind of like how it is in any family and in, in our lives. We, but we can be honest with each other, and, and, and actually we need each other. We need one another. We need somebody to be honest with us. We need somebody to tell us, hey, you can do this, or hey, stop doing this, right? We need that honesty in our life. We need uh, that. And instead of um, saying, no, I don't want anything to do with this family. I don't want anything to do with this church family. I don't want anything to do with my own family. I don't want anything to do with my spouse. It's easier just to say, I don't need you than it is to say, I'm sorry, or or be open-minded to change or correction. And in 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church of Corinth, and he's telling, telling them this. They're, they were divisive amongst themselves. They had some issues um, with, um, with, within their own church. They had issues with outsiders. At this time, they were to the point where they weren't just re- reaching other Jewish people. They were reaching Gentiles, people that were not God's people. And there was a lot of tension about that and division. And so Paul comes and he writes this, and he says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, he says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form but one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. The Holy Spirit, right? We talked about that last week. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Right? We're made up of many parts. Look around this room. I wish you could see online because a lot of people watch online. But there's, we're made up of many different parts in the body. So, so it is with our physical bodies. It is with the church. We are one body with Christ. We've all been baptized in Christ. Um, and so in verse 15, it says, Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If there were all one part, where would the body, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you. You can't say, I don't need the church. I don't need that person in my life. I don't need, we are one body and we need each other. Now, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you need me. Just tell them, make sure they know. And you can say it back, oh yeah, well, you need me too. This is really a beautiful scripture that Paul is writing here because it promotes diversity like we've never heard before. There's so many different body parts that look different, that act different, that come from different places, different backgrounds. Here we are, one church, I'm looking across this room, and we have people from all different places, all different cultures, all different ethnicities, all different socioeconomical backgrounds, all, all different histories, right? Isn't it a beautiful thing? 
we have this diversity with many, and if you add in spiritual gifts, all of you guys were created wonderfully and beautifully by God. You have these amazing gifts that the person next to you doesn't have, or the person on the other side of the room have. You are the only, uh, you are the only you. And God made you the way that you are on purpose for a purpose. And part of that purpose is to be part of a bigger body, to function in that body, to flow within that body, to accomplish more together than you can on your own. We need you and you need me, us, I should say. We need you and you need us. We need one another. And so Paul is promoting this diversity, but he's also promoting unity. So we have diversity and unity coming together to make one body. All different parts, doing different functions, but all coming together as one for the greater good. Again, if one of my body parts ceased to work, my heart, for example, that would be a really bad thing. The heart's like, I'm out of this body. I don't like it. You're not taking good care of me. You eat too much sugar. I'm out of here. It takes off. I'm dead. I need the heart, right? My foot, you know, says, you know, I'm jealous because I wish I was a hand instead. You get to like touch more things than me. You know, like whatever. You get to pick up things. I can't pick up things very well. I just run. And the foot's like, forget this. I'm out of here. Like I could probably semi-function without my foot. Like, but it would be, I wouldn't be able to run as fast <laughs> or at all. I wouldn't be able to ski as well. I wouldn't be able to, right? We need you, and you need us. We are one body together with all these parts functioning together that come and form one body. Well, I, I don't know. People are really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you, you think you're never, right? But doesn't that teach you patience? You're gonna run and, and instead learn how to be divided? Instead, you're gonna learn how to be divisive? You're gonna learn how to be um, <laughs> shallow? You can learn patience and deal with annoying people or you can learn divisiveness and um, low purpose and being shallow and leave. At some point, God wants the body to grow up, right? To become one together, not be a toddler, but to be a teenager, to be a young adult, to be an adult, to make a difference, to do something. And that is what God is calling us to do as a people. We need you and you need us. We need one another. When we aren't, uh, when we isolate ourselves from others or from the church or from our families or however, we get into this bad place. And it's easy, right? It's easy just to escape, especially with this, Right? It's easy just to kind of get lost into social media or into gaming or, or whatever, your, whatever the thing is. And just, I'm, I'm away from this. I'm going to just be my own person. I'm getting away from everything. Uh, and we, it's easy for us to not interact with others. Um, it's easy for us um, to do this. And then as we get further and further away, we become these professional, uh, I'll just call it like the spiritual gift of criticism. But there's, there's, I didn't read that in the Bible anywhere though. You know, I just can't find it. I keep there's a lot of people that have this awesome, amazing gift that they know how to do everything better than everybody else, but I don't see it, <laughs> can't find it. And so they, they get in this bad place and they get in this place, it's like, oh, I don't go 
uh, I don't want to be a part of this family. I don't want to be a part of this because they blah. I, I don't do this. I know this because blah, blah, blah. Whatever the reason, right? They're just like, um, they get, we get like, I, and we rob, and here you are with this amazing gift of being a hand or maybe a blood vessel, whatever it is. You've you're got this amazing gift to bring, to help that team or help the church or help your family, but instead, because you don't want to deal with people or because of whatever, because of hurt or because of past that you haven't dealt with, I'll just keep it to myself. And you have the very answer, the key, to go to the next level and help that. But no, it's too hard because I just, it's just easier not to. They might not even listen to me anyway. So. And sometimes that critical uh, spirit uh, or that critical thing, uh, sometimes it was born with some legit concerns. Like I have a concern for the church or I have a concern for this person. But instead of like trying to go with them in love and say, hey, can we talk about this and work it through? It's just easier not to. And then it festers and builds until now we're critical. We, we started, I'm going to start a crew. It's called Criticism 101. And I, we're just going to critique everything that everybody else does wrong. We're not going to help them. We're not going to sh- go talk to them. But we're going to just start our, our little, you know, crew. You are needed. And we need you and you need us. We need one another. God did not make us to be separated. We're not to be isolated, to be alone, to be dis- to, to, to well in our disappointments with one another or to, to wallow in our hurts. We're supposed to get through those. Ask God for help. Ask for counseling. Talk to a pastor, an elder. Talk to a friend. Talk to a therapist. Whatever you gotta do, don't let hurt keep you from the calling and purposes on God's life that he has for you to be part of a bigger plan, to be part of a bigger purpose, to go somewhere together. And so Paul is preaching this diversity and unity. He's saying the same thing to, this, to the church in Corinth. Guys, you need one another. You need, we need you and you need me. Lately, um, one of my kids, Eric, he was uh, talking to me. He's got this amazing plan. He's like, I just thought this idea. He's like, what if we had like all the young people, and we came together and we had this worship night just for young people all across the city. And I was like, he doesn't realize that we did this like 10 years ago, right? And 10 years ago before that, other generation did it 10 years before them and another generation before that. So he's just, you know, 18. And so he's like, he's really excited. I think God gave me this awesome idea that we're gonna do this. And my friend and I, we're gonna, uh, Anthony, we're gonna get this thing together and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this. And I was like, dude, that is an amazing idea. You should so do that. It's like, but you know... <laughs> I said, you know what, though, um, you're going to need some help. <laughs> you don't know how to play the instruments, so it's going to be kind of hard to lead worship, you know, without, you know, I don't know what you're going to do, like put some tracks on, you know, I don't know, that might work, <laughs> but you probably need help, and so actually, Eric, you need help, and you know, I know some people that can help you. We have a whole church, a team that has a studio right over in this room right over here and we have all this equipment and we can help you guys and we have musicians in fact we have a generation that's just a little bit older than you like in their young 30s that just did this thing not much not long ago in fact they just kind of started up again a few months ago if you guys get together they can help you and you can help them and you know what we need you and you need us 
you got a new vision, you got a new plan, but we need each other, right? We need one another. You are needed. In Romans 12, 4, it says it like this. It says, for just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Boy, this is uh, interesting. It takes it a little step further. Not only do we need each other, it says that we actually belong to each other. Just like these hands are my hands. They belong to me. This hair, <laughs> these legs, these, they belong to me. God has given to me to walk around right now, to use it to preach to you right now. And likewise, we belong to one another. We need one, not do we just need each other, we belong to one another. We are one in Christ. And this is what these guys, the Bible is trying to tell us today. You don't belong to yourself. You were bought with a price, you belong to Jesus, and now you are a part of a body that can do greater things together than separate. When, that's why the Bible speaks about division so much, anti-division, but together, when you come together, there's not, the Bible says there's nothing they can't accomplish when they're in unity. You know, we have a lot to accomplish here. God has a plan and a purpose for our own personal lives, but he also has a plan and purpose for this church. We are reaching a community that needs Jesus. They are desperate for him. They don't know it, many of them, but they need God in their lives. They need healing. They need help. The scripture goes on and says uh, in verse five, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Wasn't Pastor Clint such a great encourager? If it is to encourage, and he didn't hide it. <laughs> if it is to encourage, then go encourage people. If it is giving, then give generously. You know, there's people in this church that God has put here just to help us to get to our goals financially. Isn't that cool? If, your gift, if you have a gift of giving, don't belittle that. I've talked to some people before. It's like, I wish I could be more involved in the church. All I can do is give. It's like, if you weren't giving, we wouldn't be able to do all this. You are part of the body. We all play a different role. We all should be giving, but if your gift is to give, then do it generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so Romans is telling us that we need to play our role. We need to do our part. Be a part of the body. Don't isolate. Don't hide your gift. Don't put it, like Jesus says, under a lamp. Don't hide the lamp. Be a light. Be bright. Shine. Use your gift. Use what God has given you. Maybe you're here today and you don't know what your gift is, what role you play. Or maybe worse, you think that you don't have a role to play. But I'm gonna tell you, if there's, as sure as I am of anything else, that God has given you gifts and purposes to live out. He has a plan for you to be a part of this. You are needed in this place. And just because you may not know what that is, you still have something and we can help you find it. I would encourage you that if, you, if that's you and you don't know what your gift is or how to fit in, we would love to meet with you. 
Dwell Track is a great place to start. It's next weekend, right after service. Uh, we'd love, love for you to get started there. But if you want to reach out to a pastor or even text our, our text line, 315-444-2100, tell us, hey, I need to find out what, what my purpose is. What am I here for? We'd love to help you find that. Could you imagine uh, what it would be like if, all, if the body was really healthy, if we all came together and stro- strived to do our thing, to do our parts? When I first uh, became lead pastor here a few years ago now, one of, one of my friends in ministry, I didn't really at this time know him very well. I know him pretty, really well now, but um, he called me, and he's a pastor at a church in Albany, he got saved at this church way back in the day. And now he's a pastor in Albany. He calls me, he says, Rich, congratulations on becoming the lead pastor and this and that. He says, I want to tell you something. And this always sticks with me. He says, Rich, Syracuse needs Believer's Chapel. But it needs Believer's Chapel to be healthy, to thrive. Do you know how true that is? Last week, we saw three deaths of young people. One shot, two suicides of 20 and younger. Every week, there's tragedies happening week after week after week after week. People in this area are desperate for Jesus. They need help. They need our light to shine bright. Syracuse needs Believer's Chapel to shine Jesus brightly. And we need to come together, use our gifts, and shine. We have a lot of opportunities. We want to build a community center with a sports, a whole sports wing. We want to build uh, things for kids, which we already are starting to. We want to do a counseling center, which we're already starting to do, where there's counseling and therapy for people in really bad places. Uh, it's, it, we, we have a food pantry we want to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a purpose. We're on a journey. We're on a mission to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ, to tell people that are hurting, that have never had a sin forgiven, that God loves you and has a plan for your life. We are doing, we are coming together. We're getting healthy. And I'm asking us today through this message and uh, through these scriptures to do your part. You don't have to do my part. You don't have to do the person's part next to you. But do your part. If it is to lead, then lead. If it's to prophesy, then prophesy. If it's to give, give. If it's whatever your gift and calling is. If it's to pray for the sick to be healed, go do it. If it's to lead a crew, lead a crew. Play your part. And if there's anything stopping you, get help, get through it. Because we have work to do. We have a mission to go forth into. Pastor Clint would say to us today, do it all. You can do it. And greater than Pastor Clint, God and his word is telling us the same. I have a purpose for your life. I didn't make you an accident. I made you to be a part of a greater cause. 
And so in Jesus' name, be a part. Be a part of the body. Be a part of the body. God, we just thank you for your word to us today. God, we ask, God, that you would help us in our maturity. God, I, help, I ask that you help us to take next steps in how, we would, how should we serve and how should we use these gifts or even find these gifts. God, I pray that we would not uh, go in isolation or hide from them or use excuses or whatever. But God, I pray that you would help us to push forward in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I wanna pray for one more thing. If you're here today and maybe you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you know, this is the first step of becoming part of the body of Christ. Maybe you're separated from God altogether, but God has a plan, a purpose for you. He loves you. He wants you to be one with him and you with him. He wants to know you. He wants a relationship with you. And so if you're here today and that's you, would you just bow your heads, everyone, again, close your eyes. If that's you today and you say, you know what, that's me, I need to get things right with Jesus. Would you just lift your hand high enough so I can see it? Say, I need to get things right with the Lord. I see your hand. Yeah. I need to get things right with Jesus today. I see your hand. Come on, I want everybody to say this prayer with me for those that have their hands raised. You can put your hands down. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you have picked me to be part of your family. I'm sorry for doing all the things that have separated me from you. I believe that you died on the cross to take my place for all those bad things. Come and be a part of my life and help me to know you for the rest of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for all those that just did that in this place. You know, um, our body suffered a bad loss this week, and we love Pastor Clint so much. And we will take time to mourn, and we'll have a service this upcoming week sometime. We'll get an email out to everyone. Um, and we have people to pray with you after service today, and we have encounter tomorrow night where we'll do the same. But I know Pastor Clint very well. And if he knew that this was gonna happen, he would say, keep pushing on. Right? We are all going to join him one day. There's only two things true in this world. Well, there's a lot, well, two very true things in this world, death and taxes, right? Like everybody said, death and taxes. They're gonna happen. <laughs> and we will all join Pastor Clint one day, but it's not today. We're gonna move forward, we're gonna press forward, and we're gonna see God do amazing things. I remember one last memory I wanna share. The first time I ever met Pastor Clint was in this room right over here. We had a class way back in the day with Mike Webster. He was the, used to be the pastor here a long time ago. He was teaching a class on preaching and teaching, and Pastor, we had to introduce ourselves, and. I was a youth pastor here, and Pastor Clint was loud. <laughs> and he says, one day, I'm at, this is gonna be the biggest church in all of Syracuse. I'm gonna be a pastor here. He became a pastor here. And whether the second part happens or not, the point is that Pastor Clint knew that we were supposed to move forward and reach people, reach people, reach people. 
And so his honor and his name, we'll keep reaching forward. So a lot of people ask, how can I help? How can I help? Terry has already said, if you guys want to help, instead of sending in lieu of flowers, in lieu of everything else, give to the community center at the Believer's Chapel. It's going to be in the paper. It's going to be on the news. So if you want to help, give. Make this thing push forward because that, is, that was his heart. That's still Terry's heart. Push forward. Push forward. God, we just thank you so much again for your hand on our lives. We thank you for the times, the moments we had with Pastor Clint. And God, we thank you for this word. God, we pray that you help us. God, even as we mourn to help one another and to love one another and to be there for one another in this time, help us to have grace with one another during this hurting time. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, stand to your feet. We're gonna sing one more song.